Welcome to the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast, helping one student at a time. Visit NPTEFF.com to enroll today so you can pass tomorrow. Thank you for joining us here on the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is David. Today, we will be interviewing Dr. Monique J. Carruth, also going by Mo. Mo is a home health PT in Maryland and founder of Dr. Monique J. Carruth, LLC. Mo is also one of the hosts of the Alex and Mo podcast alongside Dr. Alex Altamiranda, which airs every Tuesday live at 8 p.m. EST over on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. All right. And in addition to all of that, Mo serves a variety of different positions. She is secretary of the APTA Home Health Academy, secretary of the APTA Maryland Board, the Southern District Delegate for APTA Maryland, on the DEI Committee Member and Board Liaison for APTA Maryland, and is an APTA Media Spokesperson. So it is absolutely wonderful to see how involved Mo is within these different boards and legislation. And I urge our listeners, please get more involved. Our voices matter, and we are what's going to make our difference for the future of our profession. So use this as a little motivation and encouragement to sign up for a committee, sign up for a board and get more involved just like Mo. Mo has also received bachelor's of science in health science, MPT and a DPT degree from Howard university in Washington, DC and hails from the beautiful twin Island Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Mo. How are you? I am well, and David and Emily, it is a pleasure to finally be on your podcast. Thank you for the invitation. Yes. I'm excited. Yes, of course. We've been loving and hoping to have you on. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Why did you choose to become a physical therapist? Wow. Well, um, it first started from watching a cricket match. I know a lot of Americans do not know anything about cricket. But um, it's one of my favorite sports from back at home. Um, at the age of 13, I was looking at the game with my dad in our living room. And one of my favorite Indian players, uh, Sachin Tenduka, got injured. And running out on the field was what they said, physiotherapist. I've never heard of the word before. But he ran out with a big bag. He was there working with him for a few minutes and up. Sachin and he went on to score a century and, I, century and I told my dad this is what I wanted to do he looked at me like I was crazy like but uh the time it was not a profession that was popular back in the island so most people usually get into law or engineering or became a medical doctor so I had to do a lot of my own research started off looking at <laughs> the Britannica, Britannica Encyclopedia <laughs> to find out what a physiotherapist was. Um, again, everybody thought I was crazy. At the time, I found out that the only university in the Caribbean that offered anything related to physiotherapy was uh, University of West Indies, uh, Mona in Jamaica. Hmm. But at the time, it was just an associate's degree. And I knew I wanted more. 
So I explored other options for Commonwealth countries, such as Canada and England. Um, we visited Canada uh, later on, and by the time it was August, it was very cold, and I was like, nope, this is not going to be it. I'm with you. <laughs> I am with you. I'm, I'm totally, keep me away from that cold. <laughs> Um, and I, I looked at England and I was like, you know what? I don't know. I don't like the weather in England. It looks just jerry and cold and I'll probably be depressed and it will be further away from my family. Uh, believe it or not, I'd never been to the U.S. Uh, before. And um, in 1996, I got the opportunity to visit the U.S. Uh, when the Olympics was in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. that was my first time here and it was the summer and it was the South. I was under the crazy assumption that everywhere in the U.S. was experiencing that type of weather <laughs> <laughs> since I wasn't aware of the four seasons. But um, I finally decided that I was going to take the SAT and um, try to use my athletic abilities to get a scholarship since my parents couldn't afford it. And I ended up choosing colleges in the U.S. And that's how I ended up here in 1999 to pursue a degree in physiotherapy. That's great. You know, so so at the at, when you go to the nitty gritty, it all started with cricket. <laughs> it all started with cricket sports. I, my <laughs> ambition was to be a sports physiotherapist. I wanted nothing to do with home health. I wanted nothing to do with acute rehab or subacute rehab. I went in with the intention of getting into sports medicine and being a sports physiotherapist. And here it is, twenty-something <laughs> years later. That's that's exactly how. <laughs> that's exactly how I was too. I wanted to be a sports PT. I started out as an athletic trainer. Long mm -hmm. story short, I ended up in the hospital with neuro patients, which is not where I thought I would be, but I love it. So it just shows. Yeah you know, how much we can do with our profession. So, so yeah, how, how, that, how yeah. did you, how did you end up with home health then? After all of that, how did you end up with home health? Well, me you're, and my you're a big superstar. <laughs> <laughs> me and my big modern college, when I finally got to grad school, um, one of the, my professor who taught kinesiology, uh, we were getting ready to select our clinical rotations. And um, I told him, I didn't want any hospitals or anything like that. I just wanted outpatient clinics for all of my clinicals because I had no intention of doing anything else, no peds, nothing. And he told me I was going to make a big mistake. And I was like, I don't think so, bro. But um, apparently he got into the air of my advisor who deliberately assigned me clinical rotations at Hopkins to do acute rehab and a lot of hospitals. I only got one outpatient rehab rotation <laughs> of my time at Howard. And I, it was a blessing in disguise because I got to see that physical therapy was a lot more than just sports and orthopedics. And um, I, it gave me the experience to work with patients that I could actually see them come from little to nothing and progress to like, it was actually like miracles, seeing miracles happen. And I was like, this is probably where I should be. Uh, truth be told, after I graduated, I did end up in an outpatient clinic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I quickly got bored and um, I, I just 
knew I needed to try something different. So I tried a different setting. I tried sniff, eh, didn't work out. Um, it was a little bit too slow for me. So someone suggested that I do home health PRN. And I did. And I was like, wow, one-on-one -on -one interaction. I can get to talk to people, joke. Um, you know, I like to make funny um, stories <laughs> up. And it was, it was great. And I was like, you know what? Besides the hospital, for some people, this is the first um, line of um, admission for physical therapy. So I do have the chance to show people that physical therapy matters. And um, I was like, okay, let me give this a try. At the time, I had only my master's in physical therapy. Mm -hmm. So as I started building up a clientele, I was like, you know what? This is an opportunity here. Um, so I decided to resign my work at the outpatient clinic and go back to school to get the DPT while still seeing home health patients. And lo and behold, that's how Dr. Monique J. Karut LLC started. That's incredible. <laughs> and you have an incredible logo as well. I love the initials with the crown on really, yep. it's a shield. It's, <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, so power, it's so powerful too. Well, um, it, there's a lot of uh, spiritual meaning behind the, being in the, the shield and the armor. So it's uh, protection, guidance, and to let me know that there is always someone guiding me. And I always have to practice being the best and reflecting the best. Love so. it. Awesome. I love to hear about your journey from, you know, even deciding you wanted to become a physical therapist, initially thinking you wanted sports to then all the way getting to home care. I just love to hear how many different trial and error processes you went through to get to where you are today. But that just shows for all of our listeners how it's not always just such a clear cut, straight path. There are so oh. many different ways to get to where you need to be. And who even knows if where we are now is the end we can still continue to change and evolve and adapt. And I love that. So now that we know a little bit about why you became a physical therapist, talk to us about what made you decide to start the podcast and what are your goals of the podcast with your listeners? So um, you have a good reach with patients, but with a podcast, you get to mentor, you get to show people a different um, side of just physical therapy. Um, as I evolve as a person, I, I realized that in the beginning, uh, going from a student into a, a new grad, my emphasis, my world revolve around being a physical therapist, but there's more to being a physical therapist. I also wanted um, people to know about the trials and errors, and it's not like an overnight success. It, it took, I became licensed in 2008. <laughs> it's now 2023. So it took a while. And Alex and I, we've, we met on Twitter. And since we've met, we've had a really good connection. Um, met at a couple, well, we actually met in person for the first time at CSM in Anaheim. Um, and we talked about doing a podcast like way back then, but I never had the time, but we shared, um, a similar journey because he's now in home health, but his part was from residency in sports, um, into home health, also teaching mine was a little bit different. And, um, 
we just felt that the younger generation needed to know that their trials, you have to do the hard work, you have to be patient, you have to be vulnerable. A lot of people we realized didn't really know how to network and the podcast gave us that platform to do that. Yeah, I love that. And I don't know about you guys, but even for me outside of the realm of physical therapy, when I need a question answered or if I need something to listen to, these days I search for podcasts regarding what I need because it's such quick information. I can listen to it while driving, while I'm walking, exercising. So I'm even using them when I'm not on the podcast for my own personal benefit. So I think it's such a great way, like you said, to target such a wider audience and, you know, Get your voice heard. Yes, it is. Definitely. So what is one thing you feel could be done to make the physical therapy profession better? Ah, one thing. Oh, wow. I, I know. It's so that's, hard that's, to narrow it down to big one. Ask. Um, I think we just need to reframe our mindset um, to think less um, theoretical and become more practical or more human because um, we have to be able to reach people emotionally for them to buy in into getting physical therapy. Um, you can't just like, hey, I have this or I'm this and you need to do that. People, people are visual buyers and we have to show them that we have a value to present to them. And the only way we can do that is if we become more human or more empathetic. Yeah, to reach, I, and reach correct, correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like from your personal experiences, like you said, switching to home care for you, that made that possible for you. Like you said, you got more one-on-one -on -one attention. You could be yourself. You could make your jokes, tell your stories. It seemed like for you, you were able to become more personable with your patients in your home care environment. Yes. And with home health as well, you get to see so much more of the patient and what motivates them than them coming into your environment because they already come and got it. Um, so... Actually, it made me a better human um, because there are a lot of social issues that I never considered when I treated a patient in the outpatient setting. Um, but going into their home, seeing how they interact with their caregivers, if they have any, um, the struggles they have with finding proper nutrition and transportation, you get to see, you get to see all of that. Um, they're most vulnerable and they're most comfortable. So it also um made me start speaking more in layman's term because you know at first you you start you come out as a new grad you're using gate you're using all those other words that patients have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> so it it brings you down another level um that you could communicate better with the patient so yeah, I completely I agree. Great. I've never thought of it like that. That's such a good perspective. Now that you've given us a piece of advice for what can make the PT profession better, what is one piece of advice you would specifically give to physical therapy students? Whew, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, much ado about nothing. A lot of us work ourselves up 
about getting perfect grades or getting A's and all that stuff. Nobody cares at the end of the day if you have a 3.8, 3.9, 4.0 GPA. Once you graduate and you pass the MPTE, it doesn't matter if it's on the first try. I did not pass on my first try. Tried again second. Well, I was blown away that I didn't pass the first time. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, You're like, one, wait, let me see I, that score I was, I was shook. I was shook. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, maybe it was just like one question or two questions. I was like, I just, because then we could sign up as quickly as possible, right? Mm -hmm. So I just went back, took it, like no preparation, came back, feel great. Um, I was like, no, something, something is just off. But um, it's crazy because um, one of my professors, she was like, you know the stuff, something's not right. So maybe you need to take an exam prep. I was like, I'm studying. I'm good. I don't care about the exam prep. Um, but they did sign us up for a program like this. I believe it was Final Frontier. Um, so I think we did like a boot camp for mm -hmm. three or four days, if I'm not mistaken. And I took the exam the next week and I passed. And <laughs> long story short, I was like, you know what? All this time I've been fighting up for the past like three years, trying to get like the perfect grade and graduate. Nobody cared after as long as you got the license, as long as you brought something to the table at the place that you're working. That's all that matters. So. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stress yourself out trying to get, you know, a 4.0 or 3.8. Just make sure you get above C so you could get through PT school. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I totally hear you. I mean, it took me a few attempts as well. And, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things where I'm very strong with break the stigma. Yes. I, yeah. I want to break that stigma where people don't really understand. Students don't understand how many people out there really do need multiple attempts to pass that examination and that it is normal and it is okay that there are and, many people out there that haven't. And it taught me a valuable lesson in being patient and appreciating the license more when I finally got it. Um, it took me down a notch in terms of my cockiness and my arrogance. So <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> yeah. It so. also shows you really what you're made of on the inside. It really shows yes. you a lot. Yes, it does. It does. You know? So, so now we're going to hit you with a surprise question that sure. is totally not PT related at all. Hey, maybe it could be. It you could be. never know. It's a surprise. Hey, it could be. I'm, I'm, I'm in home health. Anything can happen <laughs> any given day. <laughs> All right. So we came across seeing that you were a movie enthusiast. Oh, that, yeah. be that being said, what uh -huh. is your favorite movie and why? I hope I don't disappoint you guys and your listeners, but my favorite movie of all time is The Notebook. Good choice. Respectful. <laughs> yes. I, th there's no no shame in that. That is a good movie. I will I will go on the record on a recording saying the Notebook is a good movie. That's a that's um, a guilty pleasure movie. That's a good movie. Yes. Um, I would watch it often. I would cry every time I watch it because it's a beautiful love story, and because I'm in home health, the the significance of it is 
plays even more importance to me. So yeah, yeah. But I... following up that, I love John Wick. I was like, man, he could use a pencil <laughs> to kill people. But <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're going from the notebook to John Wick. <laughs> I know. See, I'm it's called crazy. balance. <laughs> it's called balance. But um, I, I love I love the Notebook and I love the John Wick series. So I agree with you. John Wick yeah. is just incredible, and Keanu Reeves is just he's on fire. Yeah. I, mean, I can't wait for four. I can't wait for four. I know. Same here, <laughs> Emily. Emily, while I got you on the hot seat, what's your favorite movie, Emily? I knew you were just gonna ask me that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm getting stressed out even just thinking about this. Honestly. Can I pick like a grouping of movies? I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Oh okay, my gosh. Go. <laughs> I'm a Harry Potter girl, but I'm also a Marvel girl. Okay. But I also, oh my, I don't know. What about you, David? <laughs> oh, for me. So I feel like it depends on the month where every single time somebody asks me, I always change my answer, but mm. somehow I always end up with Braveheart. I, okay, not, not a bad movie. That's not I, a bad movie. I, I love just the entire aspect of the guy, mm-hmm. just that revenge, very similar to John Wick, getting the revenge and everything, <laughs> you know. But I always go with uh with Braveheart. I think that's one of my favorites. But did he kill them with a pencil? <laughs> no. No, that is very true. That is very, very true. I may have to switch over to John Wick now. <laughs> All right, Mo. So thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast today. But before we stop the podcast, you have to tell our listeners, how can they get in touch with you? How can they find you on social media? What should they look out for? All right. uh, So on Instagram and Twitter, uh, my handle is at uh, Dr. Monique uh, Carruth. I think it's the same on Facebook. Um, Definitely can't remember. And we are also at the Alexa Moore podcast um, on YouTube and on Instagram and Twitter as well, too. Awesome. All right. And I would love to end this episode with a quote from Mo on one of their recent posts. <laughs> Some people are going to reject you just because you are shining too bright for them. But you know what? Keep shining, keep glowing and shine anyway. And Warriors... I absolutely love this quote. No matter what you are faced with, never forget to keep shining. You are powerful. You are strong. You are a final frontier warrior and you will pass. Amen. I agree. Love it. Well, thank you very much for listening. For more information on NPTE Final Frontier, please visit NPTEFF.com. You can also check us out over on our social media platforms, such as Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Till next time, have a great day and a powerful tomorrow.